stories on how clever marketing ideas create money opportunities with a conscious mindset producing impact and success. Together with marketing lover Lisa Sparks Lane from the Ellen Sparks Agency, the man from Mars, business and life coach Brian Wood, and health and athletic performance expert Jen Graffis from QLife share their experiences on how success is so much more than creating cash flow. True success comes when you nurture your business, body, and brain in order to get the most out of your business and in life. Now, let's join the Triple M team on our journey to success. Ready, set, listen. Well, hello, Jen. How are you? Good morning. How are you, Miss Elisa? Good. It's Fat Tuesday today. And it's a day after your birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was a pretty nice birthday. We uh, spent it with family. Mom made uh, one of my favorite dishes, but she added peas to it, which I'm like, what What are these little green balls on it? Mom's like, you need some vegetables. <laughs> what yeah. was that dish? It's arroz con pollo. And what is that? It's a Cuban delicious rice and chicken yum yum. With peas now. Yeah, we're taking that out. Even dad didn't like it. He's like, yeah, don't, don't add the peas. That's funny. But um, it was beautiful. So my kids were there. One of my kids. My other, my other one's in Mexico right now. Fun. Yeah. What is he in Mexico for? He's doing a school mission. Fun. Yeah. So, yeah, it's fun. Rocky Point. Oh, sleeping on the beach. Is he building houses? Um, I don't really know. He's going to tell me when he gets back. They always do a little bit different, but it's definitely something, you know, community based and kind of nice. Keeps them good. Involved. Absolutely. Very good. So today's topic is kind of a fun one. Networking. Yay. Yeah. And um, I'm probably going to ask the guys when uh, when we introduce them about, you know what, let's just do it this way. How about that? You, you ready for something a little different? I'm all ready. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to throw uh, Sean on the air right now. But uh, I'm hoping he'll do his elevator sp- pitch. Elevator sp- pitch? Yeah. Bam. I call myself Sean Hoilarious Hoy. That's the hook. And then people are like Hoilarious. And I say, yeah. What I do is I go into companies, I make things and events more funner with promotions and things. Bam! And then they're more I like excited. the bam. I say bam. Yeah. I add it to that, my elevator speech. But I make it, simplicity is the total key and curiosity is the key because you can't tell them everything. So literally people will ask me, like Jen earlier you would ask me, like, what do you do? And I, I, the hardest thing is I do two different things, but I combine it under the hilarious brand. I and why hilarious? Hilarious. I say ho sometimes, but I say hilarious. <laughs> and then I talk like that sometimes. It depends on who. I mold to the person I'm talking to. If it's a country person, I go in the country accent. It's called mirroring. I, like I mirror it. people. That's actually a technique in sales. I used to be a mime. <laughs> but my elevator speech was terrible. Was just, That's a like, long elevator ride. <laughs> long elevator ride. I would We're act on it the out. Sixth floor. And then like, the guys are like, "You really look like you're in a box." I'm like, "Well, we are in a box." Mm. <laughs> Not all right. I'm taking it to Bobby. Me, I'll throw you, Bobby. What's your elevator pitch? Um, well, actually, I'm Bobby Captain Barbary. I'm a I'm actually a business coach and also a marketing strategist. And I teach people how to spend less time in their business and more time with their families. Nice. So, Captain. Yeah, I, I'm the El captain. Capitan. What's That's up right. with that? Well, because I'm the captain of your enrollment ship, and I'm the one that actually will steer your business to the point where you actually are making money. Oh, I like that. Yeah. All right. So you also work with uh, raising capital. 
Uh, yes, that's actually one division that we do as well. Uh, so do you give out money when you're doing your elevator pitch? That would be that would actually make my elevator pitch a lot better, right? I think so. That's a clever marketing scheme right no, there. Actually, um, I'm glad that you actually brought elevator pitches up because that's actually one of the first things that we coach to our businesses, uh, either your elevator pitch or your millionaire, um, actually your millionaire um, mission or mission statement. Um, basically, the best way to do an elevator pitch, like uh, my man Hoy Larius over here said, is you got to give just enough to get them interested. As soon as they start asking questions, that's when your elevator pitch is actually working well it's actually fun because you added that captain in there that definitely kept me like what yeah actually if you check out my social media it's mm-hmm. all over the place i saw that i saw it on linkedin today yeah, yeah, th- yeah. That, that got me too right. do you wear a little hat <laughs> no but actually <laughs> uh, it, it, it's funny it's like i take on a new role because they talk to my clients i'm like this is your captain speaking <laughs> today we're actually going to be teaching you how to run your business so it's just something fun same that thing. is great though but people remember that that's the exactly. humor part people exactly. remember humor it seems like more than anything right you if it's done correctly mm-hmm. humor can be done um, humor I is i think it's also tool. memorable if you don't do it correctly Okay. Yes. <laughs> there yes. goes my whole theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can Bam. totally mess it up, and people will remember that as well. That's true. Right. How about you, Jen? You got an elevator pitch? Elevator pitch. Jane Graff is from Q Life. I'm an athletic performance coach who loves to inspire, educate teams and athletes to be their ultimate true selves. And they, I also teach them how to define their cue and live their cue, which is their quality lifestyle, because everybody should be able to do what they're passionate about. Hmm. Wow. I like that. Aww. I like it. Keeps <laughs> you warm and... And fuzzy. Warm yeah, and it fuzzy. does, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. And you've got a younger team when you work with them. So do you teach elevator pitches, or is that something you kind of pitch to the parents? Uh, yeah. I mean, as far as teach elevator pitches, well... I think it depends. When I work with my one-on-one athletes, you know, I have to teach them to be confident in themselves and know exactly what they're doing and why they're doing it. Because a lot of the kids that I do work with that might have mental blocks or are struggling, the first thing we need to know is are they doing it for the right reason and are they here for the right purpose? Because sometimes, unfortunately, they have a mental block because it's something they're not doing. They don't want to be doing, but they're doing for the sake of their parents or for the sake of their teachers or because they think they're supposed to be doing it and they don't really haven't really tapped in what makes them really passionate and want to be able to succeed so the first question i ask my athletes is is, do you really want to do this because if you don't then my services are totally null and void at this point so just teaching the kids to be where they are and and excited about it um is kind of the first step and then with the teams same thing the confidence and what they're there for and understanding their purpose and it gets obviously more complicated when you have 24 athletes that all have to work towards a common goal but but yeah, that's interesting too because that's probably something you could say to your people, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? I mean, when you just said that, I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. we all of us probably bump into people that are, you know, adults right. and don't know what they're doing. They just say, you know, they do the same regurgitated spiel, you know, mm-hmm. elevator speech, like, I will help you make your business, you know, increase your sales. Right, exactly. You know it's what I mean? But that's a little scary you do as sometimes. well, probably with all sorts of the age thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow, excited. Yeah, well, actually, I'm looking to. Uh, um, Starting to discuss uh, actually teaching entrepreneurs from the age of 14 to 17. So that'll actually be a lot of fun, I think, getting them at that age. But same thing. If, you, if you're not passionate about something, you're just not going to do it. So, right. And how many times have you ran into somebody and it's like, oh, what do you do? They're like, oh, I'm a real estate agent. It's like, oh, great. Nice talking to you. See you later. Yeah. You know, uh. there's got to be something compelling that gets them to ask questions. Like with your Q life. It's like, okay, well, how do you do that? You know, right. that's my first question. And then now we have a conversation Absolutely. and it leads me to be interested. If, if there's no interest 
interest, then it doesn't matter what you're saying. So providing yeah. that hook, it's actually kind of back to the captain, getting that hook in there. Mm-hmm. So it's actually kind of bringing them in and asking them the questions, and maybe you turn into a conversation versus just an elevator pitch. Exactly. So exactly. you said something great too, like loving what you do, kind of expanding in that. Is that something that you love doing, Bobby? Is it? Oh like yeah, absolutely. I'm, my one of my biggest stands is I'm a stand for families at work. So that's the only reason that I'm a business coach. Is like, okay, well, how can I coach your business to run so successfully that you go spend more time with your family? And that's, I mean, I just won't work with clients that don't that aren't connected to their passion because, like you said, otherwise it's just pointless to even to work with them because it's just falling on deaf ears. So, do you ever get the client that doesn't want to spend time with their family? Just to be um, completely honest, yeah. Uh, only because I think a lot of people avoid. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes, yeah, like you said, sometimes, you know, there's a running joke and entrepreneur gets to pick which 16 hours of the day they work, Mm -hmm. right? And um, yeah, some of them are just use it as an escape. Like, look, Mm -hmm. I can't do this because I'm so busy. I got to spend all this time in my work, in which case it's not, you know, I base all my clients on my personality because if we're not going to get along, we're not going to create this this partnership and teamwork. So if we can't, if I can't make a difference, I'm just really not interested in working with them, you know, because I pride myself on the results. I stand for my clients just as much as they do if not more and I love like hearing the stories of like okay well I went and took this trip with my family for you know a week I ran a survey poll and it's like okay well when was the last time you just spent one day with your family and the the results on my poll were actually surprising some people are like I don't remember and it's like that's why you need to call me Sometimes it's scary to have that one-on-one. I think that phone, and even with kids right now, I think Mm -hmm. they've learned to escape the moment. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and, well, actually, it wasn't a friend. It was actually on the show we did. And they were talking about the fear of, you know, leaving a message, even, Mm -hmm. where the kid was like, uh, how do I leave a message? Like, they just freak Mm -hmm. out. Is it because of the lack of... I guess examples or is it just something that we are just so inundated by messaging and social media and all that great stuff in your opinion what do you think about it? Um, yeah I, I believe it's just everybody text messages you know you have so many different messaging apps out there uh, it's actually funny because I, I speak to even just like some friends and, and they're like oh it's so great talking to you I'm like well you realize that that's what a phone was invented for right to like actually <laughs> pick it up and make calls like and I love talking to people too because you can't get you can't get personality through text you can't get like any sense of like real passion through text you know so um, I would usually when I text it's like okay when are you available to talk give me 20 minutes and let's figure this out even uh, it's funny networking on LinkedIn I send messages like hey give me 30 minutes to talk and some people actually I think it's funny because they're like well didn't you read all my stuff and I'm like well (laughs) yes and it doesn't have any idea it doesn't tell me anything about you like I believe in in a, a network of conversations if I actually get to know you and know exactly what you do now it creates a listening for your services that's not I can read 1500 profiles and none of it's going to tell me oh you know what this person is so awesome let me tell you about them like I said I I don't go around saying I'm a business coach I go around saying I change lives and create better families you know so I'd rather much rather talk to people and really get a sense of who they are and then I'm (coughs) much more compelled to refer them because I'm like oh this person is so great you should talk to them so absolutely and and back to your point Lisa you were saying earlier and I think it's a fascinating subject in regards to do you take on people who don't 
you know, who actually do work so much and don't want to spend time with their family. And it was really funny because I know we've talked about Gary Vee before, but I, I watched a podcast where I don't know if you know who Shalene Johnson is, but Shalene Johnson did all the Beachbody videos and mm-hmm. now she has the 30 day push. She has Push Me Daily, all these different things. And she is an entrepreneur from the fitness arena. But she believes in the whole Q life, work life balance mm-hmm. uh, way more. And so they put, and Gary Vee does not. He's, uh, he is, works 24 7. His wife knows it. His kids know it. They go on vacations, but his mindset is I love this so much that this is what I'm doing. And they knew it. And this is what they signed up for. And it's okay. And yes, I try to be better at it, but this is my passion. My passion is to grow, mm-hmm. you know, my business. And Shalene Johnson and him had this huge debate mm-hmm. over what's right and what's wrong. And it was so fascinating to me because you have two entirely different mindsets, but both very, very successful people. Mm-hmm. But one valued a little bit more time with fa- family. The other one valued family, and he was doing it to support his family, mm. but the fa- family understood that kind of this is how we got where we are. Right. And so it was very fascinating to me because you can go one way or the other. Mm. I think it, I think it may be like the female and the male energy I kind of, you know, playing agreed. with each other. Um, it's funny because I love Gary Vee. I would love I, to welcome him on the show one day. But, I know. Yeah, me too. Um, that shortage of time may be where he, com- where he comes from because he's on a mission to really reach as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. So understanding that from that capacity I get where he's coming from like there's just not enough hours in a day for him to do and get to everyone he needs to get to and his passion is by far one of the most entertaining and you know just I love it because it's contagious like you just listen to one of his like 30 seconds you know on Instagram and you're just like pumped for the rest of the day and he is so on it about really focusing and really being productive with the time that you do have, which to me just calls me in because I love working, but I love playing. And having that 100% me playing and 100% me working, and it's something that takes a lot of practice. Sean, how do you do it? Because I know you're actually doing the the Spartan run, right? Next? No. No, you're not doing it. Done. Oh, you did it. So how was all that? I didn't do it. What? No. I thought it was Sunday, and then we had an event out on Saturday. Ah. So we were having such a good time, and I, my time was, so I was like, ah. So thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> I, I photoshopped some pictures, so if anybody saw them, that wasn't really me. But you did train <laughs> for it. I mean, you, you're actually in great shape, and you've always I been trained. in great shape. So, I mean, how do you keep that balance going? Okay, Even though now, you didn't run it, you're still a superstar to me. One of my pet peeves is when I read a lot of books, Compound Effect, great a book. Awesome, awesome Gary book. V, I've seen him and stuff, the wine guy or something. Yep. Okay, here's my thing <laughs> with people. And God bless everybody. But balance, Wait, balance guy? is key. Balance. I don't think Isn't he's a wine guy. That's, no, where, he, oh, he that's where he started so to be a wine Oh, library. I didn't know this Hello. side of him. So what? before you finish, hold that. So back it up. So back up that train show. So this was. This is why. This is the other reason why I love Gary Vee. And my son actually said this the other day. And he goes, "Mom, I can't believe it. And I can't believe I'm going to give you this kind of a compliment. But you knew Gary Vee before Gary Vee was <clears> Gary Vee because he spoke at a fitness conference like mm. eight years ago and he was a total disruptor because he was dropping F-bombs to <laughs> 5,000 people and he told his whole story on how his parents came over and how his dad owned a small liquor little stores. liquor store Stop and he it. worked in the basement 13 oh. shucking ice and then when he turned 16 he was allowed to go upstairs and like bag stuff but couldn't touch it and he started a wine library mm. on Twitter. Yeah. That's where he library. made his millions yep. is a wine library on Twitter. That's you have to see a story. It's really cool. It's cool. It's really fascinating. And so, again, I'm not against it, but going back to the balance thing is. Sorry. No, no, because I read a lot of the books and I listen to a lot of things and everybody's like, you got to get up at five in the morning and grind, 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 grind. Totally agree. Totally agree. You got to 
work. You say 5 o'clock in the morning? 3.30 in the morning. Okay, that's better. So I totally agree. Like, working out, I think, is very important. It's part of your lifestyle. It's a balance. It's needed. But sometimes you see people are like, okay, I get up at 3. But the math, it's like you have to have some balance. There's no way people can keep working at 17, 25 hours a day and keep that family life. I, personally, that's my belief. When Sometimes I get a little turned off when I do see that people are like, I'm just grinding, I'm grinding, grinding. Yeah, like, I don't think those people take, are funny at take all. Take a deep breath. But... But some of them do. I mean, they are successful, mm-hmm. but they have to really think in their heads and be honest and go, okay, like maybe he did that. Gary D says, uh, family's not the priority. You know, I'm not being mean. I'm not, I'm not right, I don't right, want to get right. totally into that. I'm kind of going with what well, Bobby's saying is, is that. I have to disrupt because you said successful. Like, I don't think those people are successful. Like, it's your well, definition of success. Like, is it really all about the money at that point? I did air quote. No, I should have done air quotes. Oh, no, and I think, good. and that's that's the whole thing. I mean, that could be a whole other show, obviously, is is, is the, the, your definition of success. Yeah. Is you're doing what you want to do, but you have that balance. But it's great that people do that. I mean, you can probably go make, we see people that are bilking people and doing this and that and making millions of dollars. But yeah, it is that balance. It could be anybody's life. Anyway, so I am going back to what Bobby, because I really respect that, is that family thing and balancing these things. Because literally, I do the math sometimes when I read these books and you listen, you're like, okay, dude, you worked 35 hours that day. You know what I mean? But to go back to my sort of thing, balance key, 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 Mm -hmm. I believe. So what's a day in... A day in the life of me. Yeah. I get up in the morning. I have my coffee. <laughs> I feed the dogs. Grayson, if you're listening, you should be sleeping. <laughs> He's a little Roddy Pitt mix. He stays up and listens to my shows. God, I love that dog. Okay, so any hoodly doodly. Then I get up and I listen to about an hour of like Brian Tracy, uh, Tony Robbins, you know, all those guys. And I'm like, okay, and I get primed. Wait, how much time on that? About an hour a day in the mornings. And then I do like to read like midday. So I work from the house mm-hmm. and I do my little projects and I'll do my little emails and things, but I try not to get hooked on stuff. Mm. But have you guys read the one thing, I mean, mm-hmm. where you focus, I really now have no distractions and I just focus on my task at hand. So being in the now is the key for me because I used to be all over my ADHD and I'd be, but now I'm just like, focus, do my stuff. And at 3.30, I take Grace and out, we go do something. So. I balance my days like that. But I have to get out of the house. Like today, thank you guys for... Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just, thank you. How do you um, stay away from the social media pull? Because I feel like it's a, an addiction to... Oh my sometimes. gosh, I've dumped that a couple times and get back and it's just, you got to use it to what it, it is. It, it, it's a tool. What is it for you? A, a, a tool just to get out there and just kind of kind of still be out in the little in the world. But I'm face-to-face networking and talking to people, 96 of... Statistics show about 94% of your business is from talking to people face to face. And that's kind of, that's what I kind of go into with the improv comedy. I teach a lot of improv comedy to both businesses, kids, adults, and just as you hit it, just there, Bubby, with, I literally tell people how to communicate. And there's rules of improv, like don't deny, repeat and agree. And there's so many things that we can do in conversation that you can't do over text. Because mm-hmm. you do, you don't get that vibe. But when you see people face to face, it's, and it simplifies your message. So when people see me, as you and I met at, the, at some of the, the truth uh, match things, people go, oh, this is what you do. Instead mm-hmm. of, a, you know what I mean? People like to see stuff feely touchy as opposed to like, yeah, you get a whole triad of what they do and like in an email. Mm-hmm. Or when people Facebook me and they're like, hey, you just read me, you need a house? And I'll just be like, I'll write to them and say, I just unfriended you. Because <laughs> uh-huh. it just, it's, it's almost just, like the rules of engagement. Yeah. You know, take it easy. Totally. Mm-hmm. It's like, I always tell people, get them on the bus before you hit the accelerator. I always say, keep your shirt on. Stop taking your I clothes off. I used to say that, but now I'm like, take your clothes off. Come on, let's make a movie. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. 
You, well, you had I don't even Jim. know. I, well, what I was going to say is it's so, it's so funny because it is all about relationships and where you and when you can capitalize and you can do and be who you are and with your passion. I was on a I was on a phone call the other day where I was talking to a client. Brand new person was referred to me. She called me. Her daughter's had a mental block. Talked her through as far as why and how she thought she got there and how she did and. And she's like, and we went to a sports psychologist and we did this and we did this, but three people told me I had to come see you. And I was like, number one, I'm not a sports psychologist, just so you know. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and she's like, and this person was hypnotizing her, but it's just not working. And they said, you, they, we have to try you. And, and she's like, what makes you different? And I said, honestly, I said, I'm going to be honest. I said, because I can connect with kids mm-hmm. and I can just have a relationship with them. I am an impartial party that can listen, that can help them get from point A to point B. And we know if you have coaches that are, you know, maybe not doing as much positive reinforcement as they should be, that their self-confidence is down. And honestly, when you build their self-confidence, the rest just flourishes. And I'm not discrediting or discounting um, sports psychologists by any means, but if it feels clinical or they don't feel like, uh, in my opinion, if they don't feel like they have that relationship where they can truly be who they are and break through to be confident and, and understand where their fears are coming from and be able to, to break through those, they, they won't get there. And again, I, I even told the lady, I said, I, I, honestly, I said, I don't know what to tell you. You might not think I'm a, prof- I mean, I didn't say you might not think I'm a professional, but this is where I am. And I've just had success because of the way that I have relationships with kids. Mm-hmm. And there's no master's degree or, you know, I have a college education and I've been doing this for a long time, but it's more about how we foster our relationships with people and with kids. And that's what makes anyone successful, I think. Mm-hmm. It makes such a huge difference. And it actually, um, you ran right into my next topic, which is taking the stage. So both of our guests today are actually, you know, Sean's always on the stage, right? And uh, Bobby's going to take yes. the stage for a summit coming up. And uh, we're going to talk about that <coughs> when we come back from the break. And um, I also want to cover like the confidence it takes to actually take the stage. And you do it all the time, Jen. But let's talk about that when we get back from the break. See you in a minute. Want to make sure your message is heard? Ring in the new year with Frame the Message, Inc. That's INK.com. Visuals are the wave of the future. They capture attention and help summarize large amounts of information quickly. Graphic recording has become one of the most popular tactics for mastering communication. Frame the Message, Inc. can create a colorful frame for your audience to interact with. Get your point across in ways that people will remember. Add a little extra jingle to your message this year with Frame the Message, Inc. That's I-N-K dot com. Mom, where are my crayons? I have them. I'm coloring my credit again. Let's color my credit. Well, color my credit is a simple method I created to explain kind of a complicated financial document. We have a lot of those in our life. You'll you'll grow and you'll see that you want to grow your money, but there's a whole lot of paper you don't understand. So what I do is try to color it and give it a method of understanding what you need to do to make it better. Are you ready for that? Yep. For more information, call us at Glutz. Go to ColorMyCredit.com. Are you getting the number and quality of clients your business needs? Do you feel like all your effort is going to waste? If so, then consider registering at IncomeAccelerationSummit.com. At this free event, you'll learn the fastest way to get high-paying clients by getting seen and heard by your ideal audience. The easiest way to do that is through speaking, webinars, and phone sales, and we'll teach you exactly how to use these strategies. Register today at IncomeAccelerationSummit.com and receive $800 in business building gifts. 
Are you known for skipping meals while on the go? Are you too busy to eat healthy? Does the thought of meal prep and food shopping leave you desiring a nap? Visit www.witnessingnature.net. Download the app and leave the healthy cooking to us. We provide organic food through personal chef services, meal plans, and cooking classes, prepared at your home or delivered so you can spend time with your valued family and friends. Call Witnessing Nature and Food at 480-813-9065. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic. Welcome back. So I want to send a great thanks to all our sponsors, um, Frame the Message, Inc., Witnessing Nature and Food, Color My Credit, and um, I also want to send a shout out to Brian, who's missing right now because he's at um, he's at an event right now. So he he's, is. he's on his way. Hopefully, we'll, we'll maybe get our mission from Mars, but maybe not. So I just want to throw that out. But um, we were talking about taking the stage and the confidence it takes to get up there. And and Jen, you do this a lot. You actually took the stage in a big way when you did that photo shoot, which looked amazing. I did. I just um, got those videos back. Oh. Ah. But um, how often do you take the stage? You know, it's been a while. Actually, I'm going to be taking the stage at the Fitness Fest here in April, at the end of April. Um, there's a local large fitness um, conference that's going to be going on. So I'll be doing a lecture there for fitness professionals. And then so that's more of the educational lecture side of things. And then I did take the stage um, recently, as you know, in L.A. Um, so I got the opportunity to do some fitness videos for the first time ever. And that's a whole different kind of taking the stage. But I think regardless, it doesn't really matter what kind of stage you're taking. It's about, like you said, being confident and having the courage to go up there and actually do it. And I know these guys can probably talk to that as well. It's just you just have to jump sometimes you have to do it's nerve-wracking and it's so you know we know public speaking is number one most people's fears but when you do it it's so exhilarating and mm. and for me i truly believe that again when you're doing what you love and you love what you do once you start it like just becomes second nature like it's nerve-wracking the day before and you're prepping and you have all your slideshows and you're like well, i wonder how many people are going to show up and how do you do it and then you know, you sweat bullets and you think you're going to vomit and then you get out there and you just start talking. You're like, oh, this is like what I, this is me. This is a piece of cake. Oh yeah. Let's talk about fitness. Let's talk about motivation. So, you know, yeah. I love the behind the scenes. Like that's yeah. my favorite, but you know, event planning, that'll cause a lot of that. I took the stage for Alyssa Glutz from Color My Credit yes. and that was crazy because I did both. I did the behind the scenes and then stage and it was funny to kind of stay in you both. know in the moment <laughs> yeah because there is times that i'm like oh wait 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 i gotta go over there because i'm watching that and it was tough um i don't know if i'll do that again do doing both. both roles yeah but it's definitely what was it like for you to be on stage it was awesome like we we actually did it um with one of my good friends matt broom i don't know if you know matt he's a he's a fellow comedian as well but uh he uh he was fun and it's like a brother and sister team out there sometimes and i joke with him and i say that you know he looks like one of my kids and he's like oh you sure he's not mine I'm like yeah i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure he's not yours. um but sean what do you uh how do you feel when you get gosh you know and, and taking the stage just like working out and things like you have to keep doing it and doing it the compound effect as, as i was reading i keep pushing that because i love it no Darren i love Hardy. it and you really you break it down but you know i've done it forever and people are like how did you do that and and Wendy's done so much of that stuff as well. It, but it, you have to be in the now, know your stuff so well. Because people are always like, oh, you just come up with the top of your head. It's like, no, you got to know your stuff. That's how you improvise. 
You know, you, you have to prep for it. And then when you're there, you're in the now. It's just like learning your lines. So it, to me, I mean, I love doing the stage thing because I've, I've, I've done it so much. But I do see people that are just so in fear of getting up on stage. Do you it's think it's lack of preparation hearts. or just like not have enough confidence in themselves? I think it's a, I think it's a confidence in them thinking what the other what the people are thinking. Mm, that can mess you up. No, it really can. But if you're in the now and you're just saying, my gosh, I just want to give the best I can give and just it, it, it comes. And there is that 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 magical moment. One thing you just said, comedy. One thing that I and I stopped this early in my career when I was starting to do MC events and things. I like doing comedy. I like doing that sort of humory stuff. I do not like being introduced as a comedian because Ooh. that's when people really look at you and they go, "Be funny!" Like literally, <laughs> they get pissed off. Like so, I'll tell people, like, Make just me say laugh. that. Yeah, that's why I like using the word hilarious. You know, it's kind of genericy. I mean, it's a cute little thing, but when. When you say entertainer, people are like, oh, okay, this guy's going to entertain. He's the MC. He's going to help out. And it, that relieves so a lot. So you don't feel the pressure on the entertainment side? Well, I don't because I've got a message. I've got, I've got an intent. Hmm. Humor to me is a tool to use. It's not, oh, I'm going to come in. And when I first was doing improv comedy, people would come up to me and go, hey, can you be a six foot two chicken at our, you know, our function? And You're I'd like, be like, oh, my, yes. we'll give you 200 bucks. I'm like, I'll do a lot for $200. <laughs> that was back in the day. But I, actually, anybody out there, I still will. But, for, for 200 a minute. No, but, but I, slowly, that's what evolved into my corporate entertainment and emceeing, where I really started to say, you guys, this is great that I can come out and be a little a chicken or do these sorts of things, but let's use humor as the tool. Your message, and I talk to clients and things like like that that is the key it's think of the audience and how they're perceiving it and when you do that you become part of the audience and one thing that i've been taught many years ago when we did improv forever is louis anthony russo is my greatest mentor and he said you guys get here an hour early walk around talk to the guy that cleans the trash talk to the vendors talk it say hi to everybody in the audience you become their friends instead of then just getting up on stage going hi and then people are like who the heck is this you got to win them just like you, you genuinely, you were talking about, and Bobby, you're talking about, you gotta win them over first. And I, I always tell people, they're gonna go speak, and they haven't done it before, know your audience, like literally know your audience, as in, hey, there's Bill, hey, there's Jim. And then it becomes so much easier. Those are my little you're tidbits. So Those right. are freebies. Do you so, think so the right. um, missing the attention, or like losing the attention of people is, is something that's really important? Because you know when people are laughing around me and I didn't catch the joke, I'm like, what, what, what was said? <laughs> Which is funny because I don't think we always pay attention. No. So I think that humor may be something that brings them back into the space and then opens it up to the speaker or what really the message is. Humor is a great, like, it's a great hook. But if you're funny, 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 they'll be like, okay, this guy's getting old. And that's where you're walking that fine line of being a little bit edgy. And again, I've done it. People always go, oh my God, how can you do that? It's like, it's, I've done it over 10,000 hours. You know, whatever uh, Gladwell or whatever you know, said that you have to do. It's Mastering like, it. Yeah, you have to master it. That's why the compound, it just, it kind of, that book has kind of hit me because it's like, my God, I've been doing this. I am pretty good at it. Has everyone read that yet? The Compound Effect by Darren our, Hardy? Uh, I haven't read the whole thing, but oh. I know of it and I've yeah. seen excerpts assignment. from it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Bobby? Have you read that? I have not, but after hearing it 20 times, now I have homework. No, it's my latest book that I've read. I read The Hustle, which is a great, I mean, I read all these sorts of, because I've got the Kindle, which I'm sponsored by. (laughs) (laughs) Go get a Kindle today, ladies and gentlemen, at kindle.com. Say Sean sent you. Um, Yeah, but I don't know. Again, I love performing. It's things that I do do. Accounting, eh, not good. And I think, like you said, just creating that environment when you get to know everybody, that was the one thing when, when I first spoke at my very first fitness conference, I was so, so nervous and 
I had never spoke before and they asked me to make it the educational video so they were going to be videotaping and it became this huge thing that I wasn't expecting and then 500 people showed up and I was like oh my I was nervous beyond nervous but I played music as everybody was walking in and I was there an hour early mm-hmm. and I got to know where people were from and so then like you said organically when you're talking you're like and we have somebody here from New Orleans and we have somebody here from Australia and Susie I met that ha- came here with her sister like then it just incorporates it and it becomes so much more comfortable oh, yeah. because you do get to know who's in your audience and for me I needed to know three people that were in front so that I could make eye contact and not freak out yeah. And so, and it helps sense of belonging <clears throat> too. Right. Like you almost feel like, oh my gosh, and you may find someone else that's from that same area, exactly. And you feel connected, so you might keep engaged. Um, Bobby, the name of your company is Ompulent. Opulent. Ompulent. I have a hard time saying Opulent. it. Ompulent. No M. No M. No M. All right, I'm Op- not going to say it anymore. Opulent. <laughs> Opulent. But what does it mean, and why did you call it that? Well, the definition of opulent is like a lavish, rich lifestyle. Um, but if you look up the actual adjective version of it, it's actually, um, it, it goes back to like, what's your level of, you know, what's your definition of success? Like we were talking. And so basically the opulent lifestyle is actually, we're based on four different pillars. It's actually uh, relationships, health, wealth, and then self-actualization. So um, we teach, you know, back to, you know, we're not life coaches, but we teach you to run your business to like, go play, go have fun in life. And that's what everybody does. So, um, our definition of success is just really just living the life you want to live. And when you take the stage, how do you present that to the audience? Is it something you prepare um, ahead of time? Or? Actually, it's funny that you asked. I don't take the stage. So. You never take the stage? <laughs> no. Uh, Are you actually, willing to? Yeah. Well, <laughs> to, and that, that's what's we'll funny. It's like, actually, we, we had a conversation. You yeah. know, you were trying to call my business partner, Don, and you got me. And you're like, you know what? You have to come on the radio. So, and it's not like Is I don't. Is this a comfort zone for you? Uh, actually, I have no issues, like, with talking to people. And back to the confidence thing, like, every time I go in front of a crowd, it's always like, this is a bad idea. And then, uh, <laughs> then basically what I do. So you thing. have taken the stage then? Not, well, it depends on what stage you're talking about. So, you oh. know, those are some other stories. But uh, no, <laughs> we'll it's, be getting to that it's, next. It's basically, yeah, exactly right. No, actually, uh, I have no problem talking to a crowd and those kind of things. But it's always like, same thing, like just, just be present in the moment. Anytime I talk from my head, then I'm trying to figure out like, mm-hmm. okay, what am I going to say? How's this going to be received? Da, 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 da. Anytime that I'm just focused on talking from my heart, I never have to worry about what to say. Like, I'm very relatable. I call myself a chameleon. There's not a single person I haven't been related to on, like, anybody talking to. So I just let my passion shine through, and I have no problems talking to anybody. I can be in front of 10 people or or thousands of people. I have no problem doing it. So So. do you think it's because of the amount of confidence you have on the material you're delivering, or is it just Um, you just have this? I mean, a little bit of both. Like. Like you, you asked me the other day, why do you ask so many questions? I'm like, well, I'm yeah. one of those that likes to know everything. And so... Um, but do you really know everything? Jen asked me, she's like, are you sure about this? I'm like, I'm never sure, but right. I'm always ready. Right. Because exactly. I can speak from the heart. I know right. there's material that I have because I've read the books. I've, it's in there. I just got to get it out and have the confidence to just be like, hey... It is what it is. Right. Well, and, and, you know, it's funny. Like, I don't know everything. Let's get back to that. It's funny because teenagers think they know everything. And then the older you get, the more you realize you don't know, right? The more you learn. So, uh, but I love to read as well. It's uh, actually, I make it a point to read four books a, a month at least. Um, so I'm always learning and growing. But then I have like one of these crazy minds that just never forgets anything. So it's just like sparked. And then it's like, oh, yeah, let's talk about that. So, 
Um, but no, I mean, it's not like a, I, I mean, I'm confident in what we can do because I've seen the results that are produced. But like I said, when I speak from like my passion and my compassion for others, then I never have to worry about what to say. So why don't you take the stage? Donnie's um, going to love me after this. I know, right? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it, we, it's a team. Like I'm the director of business development is, is technically what my title is. So I'm always the one that's behind the scenes, making sure that our speaking events are going right, making sure that the show is, is, is represented right. Our Facebook live videos, anything that needs to be added or changed, what's missing the presence of which would make a difference. So it just, um, I have a lot of hats that I wear. So I let Donnie speak because it's something that he likes doing. And, um, you know, he's, he's got a lot of, a lot of business experience. Like I know a lot of things and he, Every time I hear him, I've known him since I was nine years old. We were best friends growing oh, up. Wow. And so. Uh, Did you go to school together? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We went to school and, and, you know, terrorized the neighborhood and those are some <laughs> other stories. Uh, but he spent 14 years in the business. You know, he's, he, he spent uh, 14 years as a change management consultant and he would go in and actually save these companies as they're getting ready to die. And like some of the larger ones, Harley Davidson, Kraft Foods, those kind of things. So um, now we're at the point where it's like, okay, well, why do we got to wait until the business is getting ready to die to us for us to come in and make a difference? How can we be on the forefront and actually go in and teach these small business owners how to actually run their business so that they don't even get to their deathbeds? Do you think they're as willing to listen as if the business was about to fail like there's something about that pressure that when Mm. you know unless you do something it's almost like getting to that weight that you know or the doctor's like if you don't lose 30 pounds Mm. you're gonna have a heart attack you think that there's more invested when it is gonna fail versus when you know they're still growing I mean they're comfortable um, well, it depends. Like I said, when I talk to my clients, you know, a lot of them are at a level where they're not, where they don't, you know, they want to be at that other level. So when I get them connected to why they went into business, what they're passionate about, the results they want to produce, then they want, then they're willing to listen. Plus in 45 minutes, I can show any small business owner how to make at least an additional 10 grand in revenue right away. Mm-hmm. So, um, they are willing to listen. And then, like you said, we, we spent a lot of time in the raising capital phase. So we actually helped entrepreneurs get their great works out into the world. And so now it's like the next phase. It's like, okay, well, we got your business going. What's it going to take to get to the next level? So, um, like I said, we've, we've been involved in all kinds of things, but it's just basically, like I said, as, as, as soon as I get them connected to what they actually want to achieve and then what's possible. And then it's not, I mean, I'm not a salesman. I just tell people what's possible and then ask them if they want my help. That's it. Hmm, so, I like that. Yeah. So would you say that when you're when you're working with your clients is the main majority of what you do helping them kind of find their cue if you will like to make sure they they're living and doing their passion or is it or do you typically get to your clients when they know what they want to do but they just don't know how to do it? Um, no, it actually, it goes back to like the 80, 20 rule. Everybody's familiar with that. You know, only 20% of the activities that you do produce 80% of your revenue. So we just teach them how to focus more on that 20 and delegate other people to do the 80. So, um, but yeah, basically just get them to, you know, like Gary Vee, we were talking about is very, very big on self-actualization. Like he knows he can't dribble with his left hand. So he just doesn't try. Mm -hmm. So there's so many small business owners and entrepreneurs or solopreneurs that want to do everything and that's when they're overwhelmed and frustrated. So it's like, okay, let's get to the heart of like what you're really good at and let's focus more on that and let's get people to do everything else for you and that's how you actually grow a business. Do you think it's like developing good habits, like being on time? Hey Brian, what's up? Brian is in the house. 
How's everyone doing? Good. Hey, Talking just, about time and being on time. How's it going? It's going great. Let me tell you something. This is this is what happened, right? So I got a ticket on the way over here. Stop speeding. it. This is a running joke between I, the team. Actually, we take pictures of the cops. But, but then I said to the cop, I said, look, I've got to say happy birthday to Elisa Lane uh, on the air. Thanks, and man. he just ripped up the ticket. He said, just yeah. be on your way. I'm sir. known in this town. So. Yeah. So yeah. nice work. I appreciate I owe you again. So um, I was wondering if we're going to be ready cool. for a mission from Mars today. We can figure that out. Awesome. All right. All right. So back to our guest, Bobby. So definitely <laughs> kind of give us a little bit more of those habits that I think we have to always take in. Are there, are there any go-tos or anything that we have to develop in order to really stay in our game and be successful? Is there something that you actually give people? Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's, two, there's two phases to the business coaching that we have. There's obviously everything that you need to implement to get to the next level of your business, but then also who you need to be as a business owner, and that focuses around time management, organization, goal setting, you know, integrity, team management, and just team building. So um, it's both. It's both. Is there, th when you said time management, that's like a, a big one, especially mm -hmm. for Sean there. Right. Um, Tell us a little bit about that. Is there like implemented schedules or is it just like time frame? Do you do yeah. like the pie chart? Well, it's different for everybody. So I have to figure out what works for them. For me, like I have a to-do list and it's actually, it's not named a to-do list. It's actually the captain's log. So every day I sit down and it's like, okay, what am I up to? Who, what's it going to take as, as a person and what's my plan for fulfillment? And then I actually list out all my tasks and I give myself a set time of when to accomplish said tasks. Mm -hmm. And so... It's just lined out. And then, like we've talked plenty of times on our walk, I actually get up and take a walk once an yeah, hour. Yeah, did you know this, Q? He takes a walk every hour. Yeah. That is fantastic. Well, it's it's always, yeah. As I, I race <laughs> over to the mic, because right. Brian and I are now that sharing the mic. Right. So. That was my time. No, it actually, it's great for me, because if I sit at my desk for too long, you know, then it's like I get in a rut. And it's, it's funny, because, like, I love these walks. And it's probably about an eight-minute walk. And I just walk around the park and just kind of clear my head. And it's funny because anytime that I'm stuck on something, as soon as I go walking and forget about it, if you will, it's always like it hits me. It's like, oh, that's the answer. And so and it's great because, you know, I don't know if you saw it. There's that desk swing. Did you see that the other day? There's like this weird thing that hangs underneath your desk. And it's actually for people that have busy legs and oh, sitting's actually like sitting's actually bad for you. So why spend all this time sitting at my desk? I got to get up and walk around. And then plus then it's like I feel like, you know, it, I'm just getting the blood flowing and creative, creative again. So. Um, actually so, one of yeah. our sponsors that we've had was multi-table okay. they have the height adjustable table oh, so right. you actually stand and I love that because mm -hmm. I'm one of those people that loves to talk and walk and right. have all that so but that's a good example actually really helpful that is a great example too because you're asking about balance that's where the human aspect comes in mm -hmm. because people are about the grind and you gotta get up and blah, 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 blah. it's like you guys take a deep breath you, can, you again nobody can work for three five hours straight right you do mm -hmm. need that human aspect of walking around and some of it is such i'm not like common sense mm -hmm. that's why i love to go and work out like at three o'clock in the day because then you kind of balance your day you can have two days and come back as right. a.m or p.m uh, that's a, a PM. <laughs> I forgot, I forgot <laughs> where the A is. <laughs> so what are your habits? I mean, exercise, definitely one of them. What, is, exercise, what are some more habits you reading, can... Uh, I love movies, like an escapism per se. And that runs deep in your family, right? Movies? Oh, yeah. My dad taught uh, film at ASU, so... I love that. I know what Rosebud is. Did it's, you watch uh, The Founder yet? That's I one of my favorites right now. I The Founder. You liked it? I went to McDonald's right after that. I did, too. <laughs> I saw it, and I watched Super Size. <laughs> <laughs> I'm white. Sorry, oh, I, get, I get excited, but that is a great movie. Yeah. Brian, Brian, what are your habits, and are you going to take us to Mars next? Yeah, we can do that. All right, are sweet. You, are you ready right now? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, but well, wait, wait. What are some habits you play into? 
You know, I like the idea of moving. So the world tells you one thing, right? Because that's kind of what, what you're saying, Bobby, right? The world is, and Sean, trying to convince you that, yeah, you've got to grind it out and you've got to be at that desk and don't go anywhere and just... But the reality is <clears throat> you're better when you come back. Mm-hmm. You're more productive and you get more things done. And then that's... So I think I love that habit. So that's, that's one I'm stealing. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. We like to steal around here. Yep. In a good way. So you want to take us all over to Mars? Absolutely. So ironically, we all have bad habits, right? We're talking about habits here. We all have bad habits, but to have the discipline to replace bad habits or negative thoughts with these three powerful and positive habits will change your business and your life. Read every day. Books are my past to personal freedom. Oprah, the best Oprah who eats Oprah. The best time like management. <laughs> <laughs> the best time management technique is to pick the brain of people who have already been where you want to be. And reading is a way to accomplish this. Bill Gates reads one book per day. Mark Cuban reads three hours per day. Find thirty to sixty minutes every single day. Successful people usually read self improvement, education, and success, while others read primarily for entertainment. Try something new. Reading is the first step. However, without implementation and further actions, you're learning but not progressing. To truly transform your life, you need to consistently take action, even when you're not ready. Apple wouldn't exist without Steve Jobs trying to build a user-friendly computer in the the garage. Facebook wouldn't exist without Mark Mark Zuckerberg trying to program a social networking site for Harvard. The reality is this. There is no better time for you to try something new than right now. Don't hesitate and stop procrastinating. Stop trying. Start trying something new right here and right now. And then finally, self-reflection. Imagine reading as absorbing the wisdom and insights from the world and then trying out new things as producing what's within you for the world. Self-reflection is a routine to internalize both of the consuming and producing habits to make sure they are aligned with your personal values and helping you to achieve your desired goals. Successful people spend time reflecting to bring clarity to their actions. Reflection strengthens willpower while uncovering mistakes or opportunities to improve. Love that. So so read, try something new, and self-reflect instead of using the habits that don't serve you. I love that. Um, it's funny because one of my things that I love to do is surround myself with people that inspire me. And I get to do this show on a weekly basis with one of the two amazing or two of the ma- most amazing people I know on this planet. Um, Q, because I've named her Q now. And I, I keep changing your last name all the time, which I don't think you even mind. But Brian Wood and and I really appreciate you guys and I appreciate our guest today. Um, we're actually heading to a, a different planet next time. So stay tuned for next week's segment and uh, have a blast.